pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the podcast of this week's One Life Left Radio Show. I'm Simon Byron. I am Steve Curran. Phil is with us, our producer, not a guest. I do. I, is there any chance you can speak now, Phil? Yeah, I, I can. And you are. I am. You are. Yes. I can hear you. Yes. I can hear you too. Are you reluctant to speak in these bits or during the show? Or, no. Or is there any reason why you can't be why you can't be broadcast over the airwaves and that you just do the podcast bit? It's 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 the software. Is it not something that you did on the on the on the radio <laughs> once? <laughs> in a in a past life, uh, that's not something I put on my CV. No. Okay. I can't talk about that. There's there's legal reasons. <laughs> Can you read out your notes for the show this evening? Oh, mm. Jesus. What? There's all this. Uh, first day of oh, spring, blue you... sky, like a Sega game. Hold uh, on, hold on. We didn't say like a Sega game. I know. Well, I, this... just, I, make, I, I make stuff up. Have you read my notes? No, you're going to use an AI to repair us. Maybe. To just add little things we should have said <laughs> into the show. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. I elaborate. Yeah. Okay, so it's for the show notes rather than a, like a post episode formal appraisal no me and phil and the rest of the management team have a meeting every week about your performance <laughs> performance improvement plan phil's just taking notes and we'll run through the show and we'll yeah we'll, yeah. we'll talk about okay. it after the annual review yeah right i have previously worked at a company where i had an annual appraisal which where i was judged against criteria i was not allowed to see <laughs> <laughs> i know that that was fun was it yeah, it was like yeah, it was lots of fun, lots of fun. Very much enjoyed that. I said, "Can, can I see?" No, no, you can't no. see. Okay, I'll. Did you I think I'll just go then. <laughs> like, were they, were they like asking you? Were they measuring you? I don't know. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I genuinely don't know. Weighing it was. You, just I had one of them, and then that was my last. I said, I don't want to do this yeah. anymore. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. I think. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, fun show. Um, uh, so we we didn't play the swearing AI. Is that something mm. that you want to do or not? I mean, we should obviously, it's, it's a family show anyway. Um, but I, I did, I I did tell quite you what, like hearing why, why it. Don't we, why don't we play it now? And let's play it. And if Phil wants to, he can crop it out of this bit because it's easier to do with this bit than it is to yeah. do the rest of it right pressure's so. all on me to uh, here we go to edit it. here we go or you could just beep it out here, no, i've not heard this here we go i am the producer of god of war ragnarok the game that won six awards at the bafta games awards and was the most nominated game in bafta's history and yet vampire survivors 
Not even the best game made in Britain this year was declared the best game of the year. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for an AI voice, that I mean that that gets the intonation well, doesn't it? I'm surprised the AI would swear. Well, so it did, did swear, get, and it swore very it well. To, did you get it? Like the you didn't add because you can edit the. Oh, no, you can't edit the transcription. I can't edit, no. I have to make the AI swear. Imagine how I do that. Imagine how long that took me. Mm, I can probably make it so you can edit it. Shall I do that? For no, I don't. I know, I, no, no, I don't, I don't want to touch it. Anyway, there we go. That was an AI swearing. And it said it with, with passion, didn't it? Mm, really did. You know, <laughs> the news bots, uh, whoever the news bot was trained on must do a good swear. He has said the Champions League swear word to me um, yeah. once is what 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 he called me. <laughs> really? Um, actually, at yeah. at an E three at an E three. There we go. That ties it all all nicely into what we talk about during the show. The E uh, stands Charles, for Easter egg. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Charles thought I'd misled him about where I was staying that year, and when he bumped into, he had been drinking. Hmm. Uh, he he. Um, I was quite happily walking past him. Uh, He was in a bar. He put his hand on my shoulder and said, Simon, and then he used the worst swear word. Wow. So there we go. Maybe the AI knows Charles better than we, um, he knows himself. Well, uh, I enjoyed today's show. Um, Yes. Hopefully we'll be back next week, uh, but we will find out. Well, we'll find out when we speak to you guys in two weeks, I suppose. Exactly. But before then, it's us now. Here comes the show. Thanks for listening. Bye. Welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. How are you doing, Simon? Very, very well, Steve. How are you? I'm okay too. It's a beautiful day in South London. Uh, Blue skies. It feels like the first day of spring. Not sure if you can hear outside the shed. There's uh, there's some birds are saying goodnight to each other. (laughs) Different in South London, isn't it? Outside your window, there'll be uh, other goings on. I imagine. <laughs> oh, I um, I do understand what you mean, and I am envious of your shed sometimes, Simon. But let me pretend at least this is idyllic. Blue skies, blue skies. It feels optimistic. Feels like a new era of one life left. Episode. What are we? Five oh four. 504. Okay, good. We uh, we now have uh, producer Phil watching over us, don't we, Simon? We do. I, I, why is, have I done something? What's, why is this happening? Why is he here now? Just so he can, you know, do things like that where I'm like 504 and he can do the appropriate hand signal. Okay. And I'm sure he'll be he more to appropriate speak? hand signals exactly. later in the show. To, uh, is he allowed to speak? 
I don't know. I don't know if he can. We had that. I remember when we first moved to Riverside, he spoke for a while and then <laughs> then there was just ghostly silence in the recording. So I, I feel at the moment we aren't getting the best from Phil. We're just getting mm. a few angry hand gestures. It's, I find it very off-putting. And does he need to be naked? <laughs> Do either of us? It's summer, Simon. Dress code mm. has changed. Uh, have you had a good week? It's been really busy, actually, um, because it was WASD or WASD mm. or WASD. Um, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but um, it was the gaming uh, event in London so soon after GDC. What a mm-hmm. crazy thing to do. Can't, why can't these people talk to each other? I came. I was away for a week at GDC. I come back for two days, and then it's set up day for WASD. Ridiculous. Uh, I didn't go. You were you were no your absence was noted. Was it? Uh, well, yeah, we'll in the about, in the content creator lounge. We'll talk about Wazda uh, later in the show. I'm very excited to find out what you saw there, what you did, how the party was. P A R T Y. It was mm. good. Was it good? All right. Well, we'll find out more about that later in the show. Uh, we also have the video game news uh, coming up this week with another new spot upgrade. Excited what? to find out about that. AI, uh, AI has evolved again, has it? Well, week on week, I've got to stay ahead of the uh, ahead of the trends in video game radio show news delivery, and it is you know it's a battle. But uh, look forward to that in a couple of minutes. Also, have uh, video game reviews. Simon, have you played anything this week? Still, I'm still pl- plodding through it, Steve. Okay, <laughs> I can okay. review the third region of Far Cry Five if you like. Can't wait. Uh, I've got a game to talk about, sort of. Uh, We've also got letters. We definitely have letters this week, or letter, at least. I think maybe two. It's all right, isn't it? I I always feel like that bit's not on us. It's on the listeners. If they haven't written, we could just sit there in silence for 10 minutes. be their own own fault. So we won't do, because we've got two letters, which is more than enough to keep us going. Or if they don't, if, if, if we can't rely on them, we'll just replace them with AI. (laughs) Uh, maybe i already have simon maybe that's what this week's letters are um and anything else do we have any other business to deal with i think i think that's i think that's probably enough it's like that feels like an action-packed 60 minutes uh no guest this week despite all of the guests we queued up at gdc that roster I've just been really, really busy. And the mm-hmm. one person I was going to ask, I thought I'd, I was going to ask Alistair, who made Plate Up. He, but mm. he, he's just come back from the show uh, from Wazd. Uh, mm. And I thought, God, the, the, the boy needs a break. <laughs> the boy, don't we all need a break? We all need a break. But we and our news bot have to get on with it. So this is the news. Seven minutes past seven on Monday, the 3rd of April, 2023. I'm Simon Byron, and this is the news bot. Jeff Kiley has reacted positively to the news that the 2023 Electronic Entertainment Expo, E3, has been cancelled. 
noting that four years ago he had realized that E3 wasn't evolving as it needed and started creating what's next in the form of Summer Game Fest, which will go ahead on June 8th. While it is sad that E3 won't be taking place, Jeff can proudly bask in the knowledge that he and the Summer Game Fest have provided a solution, and now no one can stop him from becoming the <laughs> emperor of video games. <laughs> Welcome, Newsbot, uh, the upgrade. Um, and so uh, you introduced it to me privately, Steve. So it's not perfect yet, but um, when I was uh, doing the news stories early, uh, um, and to say that this one has been... Summarised from videogameschronicle.com by the, our news bots. Uh, thank you, videogameschronicles.com. Uh, the new voice, uh, you've trained it off, I guess. Uh, Kate, my wife of 10 years, mm-hmm. happy anniversary, uh, spotted it straight away. She said, that's Charles. <laughs> is it Charles, Steve? It is Charles. It is Charles. Oh, I thought Charles, sounds, the news bot. Yeah, it sounds good. It sounds... Um, one of the things we've noted is that the... AI takes voices and makes them, you know, between ten and twenty-five percent posher. Uh, for you and <laughs> you and I, upgrades our voices significantly. For Charles, there isn't a lot of wiggle room, is there? It's like, not posh so enough. It's... Did you? Can 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 AIs have MBEs? <laughs> uh, well, I think I think it does a pretty good impression. But also, I think it's distinct enough for us to say, you know. No, Charles. It's just you know, it's just a it's just a nice sounding Englishman. It is. Uh, um, read, reading the story. Um, how was he reading the story, Steve? Uh, well, he he did say Jeff Kiley, which <laughs> confused me for a moment. But that, uh, so that story oh, you want was... to know? You so it sounded uh, to me. Well, to be honest, the story seemed to embody a lot of the feelings that I have about this story, which is when the news broke about E3 not occurring this year, I saw a host of people on my Twitter feed going, oh, this is a terrible shame. This is awful. You know, really sad to see it happen. But several of those people, Simon, I think were partially responsible for it <laughs> not, not occurring. A lot of people go... What? So if we kick it, if we kick it so much, it, stop, it just stops, does it? If we kick it, we didn't mean... Get up, E3! Such a shame to stop breathing. Why, why isn't it moving? Yeah, uh, yeah a boo-hoo-hoo. I, I mean, I never... Well, sorry. So I would say that the, the, the delivery of Charles's or sorry, Newsbot's uh, piece would be uh, sarcastic somewhat. The instructions were to write it um, as uh, as if by a delighted Jeff Ke- Keeley. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and they, they should end the story speculating that no one can stop him from becoming the emperor of video games, because that's what it is now. Mm. We've kicked E3, uh, we've kicked everything uh, so much, Jeff emerges from the ashes... Uh, the, the the news broke um, during the video games BAFTAs, uh, which we'll talk about uh, shortly. Uh, and Jeff was over; he was over. It was so. I mean, that felt to me like you know somebody deliberately getting pictured elsewhere so that they had an alibi. <laughs> an alibi. I wasn't even in America. Wasn't even really? in America. He said, "Do you want to Dreadful sign up for my shame, showcase?" <laughs> exactly. Dreadful shame. I mean, yeah, of course we had issues, but I wouldn't. <laughs> want to see what I was over the Baptist though look yeah, <laughs> um, oh, but as we as, as we joked I don't think we were kicking um, when you, we had stories yeah. saying 
from the organizers saying, yeah, it's definitely happening. Ubisoft to come in. <laughs> yeah. like, we, um, we spotted that it was unlikely. And so it's proven to be uh, E3, at least for this year, is no more. How do you feel about this, Simon? I've not been to E3 for a while um, by choice. Um, I, I felt uh, for a long time it's not been a show for me. Uh, has mm-hmm. been a show for others. I do, I do, and I, I say this every year. I, 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 I do like that that moment uh, that E3 brings, where the world seems to focus on video games and lots of things happen around it. And now it's just going to be Jeff or mm. Key Three, as it's been dubbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, I didn't ever love E3. In fact, I would. <laughs> so far as to say I loathed it like being there it wasn't for me it's a you know huge hall of lots of people shouting at each other my last memory of it uh, the memory I will take away is of going to see I don't know maybe it was 10 years ago and seeing there was a call of duty being announced and there were just hundreds of men filming on their cell phones a countdown a huge countdown on the screen which was a countdown until the trailer launched and this was some time away from that countdown ceasing so it was like 25 minutes and they just had the phones out filming a number that was counting down um it was that kind of empty hype vehicle laden with people trying to get footage for their blogs and it gave me migraines and didn't like it however it felt like an event, and I don't want to romanticise it or anything. Obviously, everyone was paying a lot of money to people to get in there, like uh, to get floor space, but that sort of atmosphere of competition between the big publishers and the platform holders also felt kind of exciting in a way. Like, what's the Sony booth going to be like? What's the Microsoft booth going to be like? What's the Nintendo place going to be like? All of that kind of thing. And then as people started opting out and realizing that it would be cheaper and easier for them to perform to their audience online and on their own, uh, slowly it started to lose some of its magic. Then they invited the general public in, which uh, I never attended for any of that era, but just felt like even more horrendous to me. Um, And in that, what you've lost is a platform for the smaller publishers right and the smaller uh developers and the weird little niche thing that you used to get in was it kentia hall yeah that yeah the sort of (laughs) the the cheaper place at e3 to exhibit um and that is the kind of thing that i'll miss is that everyone's in the same venue together and you may see these huge things and you may laugh at how much money publishers spending on that but you also get an opportunity to see the smaller stuff as well uh, that's all gone now. And um, yeah, although, like you say, it wasn't an event for me or you anymore, uh, it, I will miss the fact that it's happening, I think. What we find ourselves in, though, is because <laughs> what you had were all these other um, events that would gather around E3, you know, mm. that would often uh, be outside of the event itself, stuff happening in LA at the time. Um, so, so, you know, as the games industry descended, Lots, lots, lots of bits and bobs going on. So now that E3's gone, we've still got these events happening mm. <laughs> around a date that was picked, you know, a hundred years ago when <laughs> E3, E3 first happened, which was, and it was designed around to sh- uh, showing buyers what they could order in, in time for Christmas. Mm. Um, and so that initial reason um, has, has, has long gone. 
Um, but still, we have Jeff's summer showcase. Ubisoft has said that they're doing something. Sony have said that they're doing something. Um, there'll be all this other bit, all, all this other stuff that happens around this weird week in the mm. summer that <laughs> that doesn't need to be that time anymore. Um, yeah, the games industry know. calendar is very front loaded, isn't it? Like, um, it's looking at my kind of speaking and, and Mariaki and that kind of thing, and everything is in the first half of the year. So I wonder if there's an opportunity for a E3 to pop up, reinvent itself to be closer to the end of the year. I don't know. Well, let's see. Uh, Repop um, issued a statement uh, on Thursday night, I think it was. For those of you who did commit to E3, we're sorry we can't put on the showcase you deserve and that you've come to expect from Repop's event experiences. Uh, the statement also says the ESA and Repop will continue to work together for uh, work together on future E3 events. So let's see. As per usual, PlayStation 5 fanboys have been let down with the PC port of The Last of Us Part 1. Many players are reporting poor performance, frequent crashes, high VRM usage, and long load times. This port is a bit of a mess and looks like it's missing all the ports and plugs it needs to run properly. Talk about a shocking port. (laughs) (laughs) Did we train that on on Angry Charles? He loves it. Do you know? Do you know? Genuinely, Charles loves his Steam Deck uh, mm. at the moment. He says, "Simon, I'm playing so many games," uh, and he did sound angry there that, he, that he's, he's had trouble playing The Last of Us on his Steam Deck. It also sounded like he really was reading that after out of a series of cue cards that have been handed to him, and that he'd been given some sort of directorial <laughs> advice, like "Sound angry, Charles. Get angry. Really, he's putting." as much as he can into this. But, <laughs> well, yeah, it, it was spoken as a PlayStation fanboy, Steve. Yeah, clearly. Uh, well, I saw <laughs> I saw the uh, number of negative reviews on the Steam page for The Last of Us. It's being review-bombed as we speak. Um, I think it was mostly negative when I was there. Uh, and, yeah, I had assumed that this was because it was PC fanboys going, we don't want your type of game over here. Play it, you know. But it turns out the game is actually bad. Is that right? Yes. Um, I uh, I, <laughs> I pre-ordered it. I don't know why. Why? I don't know why. In case it ran out of stock. <laughs> um, uh, we know, like, you know, again, I'm with Charles on the Steam Deck, and I thought, oh, okay, well, maybe I will give uh, The Last of Us a Have go. Have you played it before? Uh, yeah, and I didn't like it, did I? <laughs> uh, but you know, everything's better on the Steam Deck. So um, I pre-ordered it and uh, I uh, preloaded it, um, which you know, as much as I love Steam, preloading I think is a false economy, isn't it? Mm. You download it all, and then it takes about almost as long to unpack. Mm. What's it doing? Then um, you load it up, and and genuinely, for an hour, you have to wait. So it recommends that you wait. Uh, whilst you uh, pre-cache your shaders, I don't know what that means, um, but I didn't. I didn't want to go against his own advice. I mean, turns out what it should say is like wait for an infinite amount of time. Wait for the next three patches to drop mm. before you before you hit A and start a new game. Um, the intro I played uh, like the first ten minutes seemed to run okay, but I've seen some images and some uh, videos uh, on the internet showing just some horrific looking. <laughs> graphical glitches uh and some very heavily downgrade downgraded uh characters running on the steam deck so uh, i've not gone back to it 
So this isn't the first game Sony has uh, brought across onto the PC. In the previous one, Spider-Man, God of War, they didn't suffer from this kind of problem, did they? They got two porting studios, don't they? Mm. Um, although it's unclear as to um, who exactly did this because Naughty Dog have said it was them with help from uh, Nixies, is it? Um Whereas uh, the Spider-Man um, ports were done, oh, my mind's gone blank, by a different studio that, um, that Sony now own. Um, mm. Now, I understand this is the same studio. Um, sorry, I understand as if somebody's whispered it to me. I think <laughs> I think I read somewhere uh, this is the same studio that did, God of, uh, that did uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, um, which mm. had a troubled launch as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, they've got two, two different, um, two different port companies and this isn't the best one as far as I can see. Loads of people were trying to play it though. I mean, it looked like, um, there was, I don't know, perhaps because, uh, um, Days Gone is a really good port. Uh, God of War, uh, I think is now, um, Uncharted seems to run okay, um, but the Spider-Man ones in particular are very good. Maybe Sony was beginning to get reputation for quality ports. But, um, yeah, that launched in a shocking state. As going on, I'm so excited for the release of The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Eiji Awanuma has revealed a ton of new abilities that Link can use, and it looks so cool. From the recall ability to the fuse ability, I can't wait to take on Hyrule with all these new tricks up my sleeve. My tears or tears are full of excitement. <laughs> So that is Newsbot taking <laughs> taking the persona of Charles Cecil as if they believed they were Ganon. Yep. Yep. It's and at the end, Ganon can't say Hyrule, though. Well, indeed. And at the end, Unless I asked we it, can't. Well, perhaps, yeah, maybe maybe that's the authority. Um, mm. The end, I asked it, and this is a difficult uh, request to, to make uh, in written form, I said, can you make a joke about tears being spelt the same as tears? <laughs> <laughs> which is what <laughs> which is what it did. Did you watch this? I did not because I'm trying, and this will be difficult for this news story, I'm trying to avoid spoilers. I, I've got this, I don't know, when I read, I had no idea it was coming out so soon. And when I found that out, I felt like a genuine wave of relief because I was like, oh, I'm going to buy that and play it. And that means I don't have to decide what I'm going to buy and play like in the near future. It's just certain I'm going to play it like, and I'll play it for a significant length of time, I assume, as well. Um, so, yeah, I've been avoiding all spoilers, but I've heard good things. Uh, I watched it uh, and then um, and I enjoyed it and then Dexter was round and so Dexter myself and Kate we all watched it together and you know I was concerned that um, the similarities between Breath of the Wild uh, might be too much because that's a huge game Breath of the Wild and uh, like more of it um, yeah if it if if it wasn't if it wasn't too different I think could have been an issue but the overwhelming um consensus from the byron household was that we're in in fact so dexter's mm. dexter has it uh, pre-ordered as a christmas present from a relative i've got it pre-ordered uh and then kate whose birthday is that week said well it, it, who's per- whose birthday is it that week uh, she <laughs> wants a copy as well i think th- i think we might be a three tears of the kingdom wow. household 
Um, well, four if you count me as part of your household, which, which I, I do. I hope you do, because uh, oh. I'm definitely, definitely in. I really admire their decision to not reinvent the land, like because that's quite brave, right? Like from a traditional sort of video gaming follow-up point of view is, look, you've got a whole new world to explore. But the thing about this, as I understand it, having avoided spoilers, is that it is the same location. It is Hyrule, uh, as Charles <laughs> said. Um, and that's fine for me. <laughs> like, that place is massive. I last played this, what, five years ago or whatever. I've presumably mostly forgotten about it. I'd far rather they... I don't care whether it's this woods or that woods or this beach or that beach. It's all the same. It's the stuff you're doing inside that environment uh, that's the interesting thing to me, and I can't wait to find out what that is. Okay, I'm not going to say any more about that. Um, The new abilities look fun, um, uh, and they look uh, a a lot more like... Uh, you know, it's, we all remember the videos of people, and and they continue to surface. Actually, people finding new ways to break things or to do mm. things differently within Breath of the Wild. It looks like you'd be able to have an awful lot of fun uh, with some of the abilities there. Uh, so yeah, we watched it. Uh, I watched it twice, um, and uh, yeah, it's a big thumbs up. Four thumbs up from the Byron household. As a special April Fool's, Sega has released an all-new murder mystery game featuring Sonic the Hedgehog. I, Dr. Robotnik, have invented a surefire hit video game to join this fun-filled mystery. The Madness of Robotnik Accompany Sonic and his pals as they enter the bizarre world of my creation and attempt to unravel the mystery of Sonic's whereabouts. Hurry and download it now. Who knows what secrets you will uncover. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost there, isn't it? I was about to say, you know, like, like, let's pause for a moment and just marvel at how good this newsbot technology is uh charles's enunciation in that was just perfect and then there's just sometimes a little flaw at the end isn't there like in the way where it delivers the ends of sentences well but it's 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 moving away from summarizing a story in front of it to speculating i don't think it's Mm. quite clear um in that one that uh he is uh so the final thing of what he mentions isn't uh is an invention of the ai so mm-hmm. um uh so so the so the actual story is that sega released um the uh the the death of sonic the the murder of sonic the hedgehog um game which is true uh, and at the end of the story i asked him to invent a video game april fool <laughs> Uh, which he did so this was a surprise uh steve have you downloaded it have you played it i haven't no uh i thought it was a good idea uh there's been a few of these kind of things haven't there uh these it, it's it takes the sort of form of a phoenix writer like doesn't it it's a kind of japanese dating game aesthetic um and those are relatively cheap to produce and certainly uh from the amount of fuss i've seen on the internet about this sega have definitely got their marketing value out of the back of it haven't they yep and it's nice in that it is a fun thing to do rather than a social media department working on this working on a tweet for a month mm. uh, and say let's do that that would be funny did you see any other ones Steve? i'm going to run through some highlights in inverted commas for you i saw that the sun said that harry and Megan are releasing a video game called Megxit. And then it was a Call of Duty pun, wasn't it? Yeah, something along those lines. That didn't make uh, Kotaku's best 
video that games was, April Fools, I don't think. Yeah, it was once again like most articles from uh, tabloids about newspapers. It was themed around the idea that video games are all like they were in the eighties, so it was a platform exactly. upgrade, exactly. jump on stuff. And, yeah. uh, so the highlights, according to Kotaku, um, Pokemon. Uh, so they say here are two true statements Lechonk is a perfect Pokemon and Lechonk deserves more love than we can offer so while there's an underlying pain that Lechonk can only dominate Pokemon on a holiday meant for jokes I'm happy to report that Lechonk will get the stardom it deserves in April 1st true Lechonk fans will treat themselves to a extra chonky plush or a porky pig playmat decked out with numerous little Lechonks I don't get that at all new Pokemon called Chonk Lechonk Le a chonky Pokemon. Do you know what chonky okay. means? Chonky is it's one of those. Are we allowed to words. say it? <laughs> well, we'll come to that in the next news story. But um, okay, uh, Don. Next April. 4th. IGN said that Nintendo is adding the voice. It's the voice actors from the Super Mario Brothers movie to some of its biggest games through Nintendo Switch Online, with the option to have Chris Pratt's voice in the original Super Mario Brothers and Jack Black's Bowser in Mario Odyssey. Lol. <laughs> got you <laughs> got you there um i'm gonna skip that one uh, genshin impact reveals four playable cats is that true or not don't know among us expands its horse universe um it brought back horse mode apparently it did do that for a bit um razor launched the razor razor a razor for gamers you know, like a shaving razor. Okay. Um, Funny. Good. Good job. I mean, it is uh, because razor sounds like razor. When you think about it. Mm, it's clever. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege said you could um, assassinate teddy bears. Uh, you could 1v1 your cat and Street Fighter. Um, Boulder's Gate will let you cheese everything. Um, said Larian. Good stuff, Larian. Um, Minecraft is on fire. Um, <laughs> Rocket League put an Easter egg in it, Easter egg ball. It's just, um, I mean, it's just all good stuff, isn't it? It's just great. Just, <laughs> it does have the sort of, most of it has this kind of joyless, obligated <laughs> feel of just like. <laughs> Oh Christ! Well, let's just Three say weeks something before April Fool's Day. What can we? Because we're gonna have to do something. What is it gonna be? Well, those things have well and truly been done. All right. Um, which of the next two files do you want me to play, Simon? Do you it want me depends to whether you want to do any editing. That <laughs> I really don't. So, I'll play well, it. look. Why do I mean? Well, this is this is this is the radio show. So, play the censored version. As the producer of God of War Ragnarok, I'm incredibly irritated that our game, which had the most BAFTA nominations of all time, won six awards, yet still ended up losing out on the best game award to Vampire Survivors, which isn't even the best game made in Britain this year. It's unbelievable and totally ridiculous. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. I said this a lot on uh, on Friday. I couldn't believe it. it was like uh, some, pe- some members of the BAFTA committee were like... Um, 
Yeah, you know, just how could we make how could we make the BAFTAs better? I'm like, well, for goodness sakes, how can you have a game that was shortlisted in the best of British game category? How can the game that didn't win that category then win best game? I mean, it can't be. Those two things cannot be true. <laughs> and why didn't somebody just do something about that? Go, well, hang, on, hang on a minute. If you think about it, a game that's not the best game made in Britain is the best game. Oh, man. I mean, if I was Roll7, who did win the best British game with uh, Rollerdrome, I would be, I mean, I would be just like the year I won Industry Hero, <laughs> Industry Hero, the MCV Awards, and there was an industry hero and an industry person. Well, all heroes <laughs> are people, but not all people are heroes, Steve. <laughs> so. Okay, I managed to, uh, and I can't believe I successfully did this, but avoid all uh, all news around the BAFTAs this year, which made my life much better. And you have you now made it slightly worse, as you do every week. Um, so, sorry, Vampire Survivors won Game of the Year. Best game! Are you kidding me? No, <laughs> and that's fine, and that's fine. I mean, it's not. It's definitely not. It's It's really not. <laughs> that's oh man uh but it didn't win the best british game which he was up for are you happy with that <laughs> but, but, but... <laughs> uh, it won i'll tell you what else it won it that's won game design three se- wait what <laughs> did, it? <laughs> did you game design mm. well there's hope for us all <laughs> how um, much does it how much will it cost me to put scriddle up for best 300 pounds 300 quid all right maybe we'll we'll see how much um money we get from the see how much money we get from the pickaxe adverts on the podcast of one life left and we'll sink that into our lottery shot because if that can win game design of the year and well uh, i was just trying to work out whether it is their first game or not because if it is, then they also didn't win best debut. Well, congratulations to uh, to the winner uh, of, uh, of a game of the year, uh, and also congratulations to the winner of um, of best British game. Um, <laughs> uh, that is a that that is a brilliant game, isn't it? Um, Roller Jump, absolutely. Um, and um, I got a. Uh, I got a, a message from Kate, uh, who was listening to the, the Radio Five Live's coverage of the um, of the Baftas, and she said, "Oh, uh, Simon Bennett uh, from Roll Seven. She said um, he sounds like a really nice chap." Mm-hmm. And then she listened to last week's One Life Left, where we talked about him, what he was watching before he pitched. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, "She said, oh, I'm slightly out of sync." <laughs> He's still a nice chap. He's still a nice chap. Of course he is. Uh, right, that's the end of the news. Uh, thank you very much, Simon. Uh, and You're welcome. You. And it is a shame, radio listeners, that you can't hear an AI swear. One Life Left Video Game News with Anne If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, 
you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. That means we talk about video games as well as some other things uh, for about an hour every week on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're also a podcast, which you can hear at www.onelifeleft.com. At that address, you can read the show notes, uh, which are being put together right now in full view of the presenters of One Life Left by our producer, uh, Phil. Uh, Phil, how do you think the show is going right now? Represent it with a hand gesture, please. How would you describe <laughs> that hand gesture, Simon? Well, first of all, it was a mouth gesture, wasn't it? It was. It was. And it, and it looked... It, it, was, it was the mouth gesture of somebody who just drunk a, a freshly squeezed orange juice. <laughs> a little bit tarter than expected. A little bit tart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then a sort of, you know, 50-50... Uh, hand, which is, I think is all we've grown to expect at this stage in our radio careers. We've been doing this for 17 years now, which makes us the longest-running radio show about video games that is broadcast in English. And actually not the best British radio show. <laughs> no, but maybe, maybe the best radio show. We don't know. Exactly. <laughs> Easily lose one and win the other. Just don't know at this point. Uh, right, uh, shall we do the letters or letter? Email, messages, and forward BCC. One life letters. Shane Powell wrote, Dear team, and bot, current version, brackets, and SSG. I tried to put this letter into Discord, but it was too long. It's kind of two letters, so feel free to merge, chop, and change as desired. I've had a few fun weeks in the world of PC gaming. Not sure if you've been following the development and release of Company of Heroes, brackets, Relic, Stroke, Sega. But surprise, surprise, it was another one of those games that have released in an unfinished state, even after delays. The core single-player campaign felt like an early test version, and the main game UI looks like some unfinished placeholder. Throwing in crashes, an AI that is just awful, even like expert difficulty, and a lack of maps means you are left with some rather unhappy gamers. Reception was negative as to be expected and there have been heated exchanges on the discord since should we expect a game to be in a finished state at launch does paying 60 to 85 pounds mean you are entitled to expect the game to be functional and not bare bones should we thank them for slowly finishing the game post-release or should they be flogged until we are satisfied Relic have yet to acknowledge the state of the game, merely saying they are improving it. Personally, I think communication goes a long way and admitting the game was unfinished would be a good first step. Still, they have just released their first page patch with a teased new feature that remains a secret right until up, up, right up until release. Can you guess what it is? 
Correct. They added an in-game store that allows you to buy skins with in-game currency and real money at crazy prices. A FOMO re revolving item section and anything that looks remotely good locked behind hard currency. To top it off, you earn in-game currency by completing MMO-style objectives in an RTS. So while you're fighting the enemy, a teammate could be trying to build the 20 tank, ta tank traps they need for the to do their daily challenge. Yeah, you can imagine how it went down. To me, this just shows that it is likely Sega pulling the major strings here as the timing and implementation of this was completely tone deaf. The game's Discord is a heated place with people unhappy, people asking unhappy people to be patient and the odd person complaining that their credit card is not being accepted when trying to buy skins. What are your thoughts on all of this? Wowzers. Uh, mm. Thank you, Shane. Um, I'm sorry that this is happening to you and the company of heroes, guys. Um, it's not. It's it's not a game for me, uh, Company mm -hmm. of Heroes. Uh, so I, I I was surprised it had been released. Uh, I'll be. But then, I, but then when I looked and saw when it did come out, I do remember the Steam takeover. But yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not good, is it? What's going on at the moment um, in terms of games just being released? Um, unfinished or in, so that's unfinished. the answer to the first question right should games be released unfinished simon no they should not stay uh not even in early access uh they still need to be sort of finished to a certain extent uh, mm. um i believe um and so no the, the only the only positive you can take from this is that steam is such a consumer-friendly store that if something doesn't work, you can get a refund. Um, it does have a couple of limitations. You need to refund within 14 days of buying it, and you have to have played under two hours, which is difficult when you spend over an hour of those compiling your shaders or shaders on the recommendation <laughs> of the game itself. Yeah. Um, but my understanding is that Valve have been a bit more lenient with The Last of Us uh, refund requests, and that people that have played over that have been able to uh, refund their money. But even so, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to do it, should you? Um, it's no. absolutely crazy. Uh, for me, I think there's... I mean, the reasons that game developers do this are well documented. There was, certainly in the early days of early access, was this feeling, oh, it's brilliant, because now we get two launches. We get a launch out there, and then that's just not true. You get one launch, one big splash, and if you choose to make that your early access launch, you better be sure that your game is in uh, a good enough state to get the kind of positive feedback that begins that hype cycle and brings people in until you actually hit version one. Um, so yeah, it's while the name sounds, you know, this is like, oh, this is great, lads. We can put out a beta version. We'll get a really dedicated, hardcore group of fans to help us develop it in a way a community might really like. That's not what happens. What happens is you launch a version uh, that you already know is going to be slightly disappointing because it's not finished yet. And people yell at you for that because they expect it to be ready. They expect something to be finished and something to be fun. Too often, games aren't fun right up until the last moment. So that's, you know, something to be really, really cautious about. The second thing is, and um, I saw Simon Carlos say something about this in his newsletter this week, that you have to be careful because as soon as you pull that trigger for launch, whether it's, you know, even if it's early access, you trap yourself into this community-led dev cycle. And that's it. There's no way of turning that off. Like, you are from that point working on a 24-7 uh, development cycle in full view of the community who will have demands. And that community can, in edge cases, be a really positive place and everyone be delighted with what you're doing. But in most cases, a place where people are just yelling at you because they're really disappointed that the game you have put out that you said wasn't finished isn't finished. So yeah, got to be careful.
And then uh, from making your first major patch, adding a store in. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Did yeah. somebody do that for a bet? Poor optics, isn't it? And and that's, mm. I suppose, the other reason why people put these things out earlier is because they're like, okay, well, yes, we'll be trapped in this ongoing dev cycle. We know that, but suddenly we'll have money coming in to fund that. But you won't have money coming in if your game starts to get into a negative feedback loop. It's really surprising to me that something backed by Sega uh, would do this, um, especially would make that kind of <laughs> make it very clear they're doing this for uh, for an income stream by releasing the store so early. Shane uh, then ties this to The Last of Us, which we've discussed. Um, he does mention, um, he said, interestingly, interestingly, the porting developer was quickly removed from the store page after the game launched. Hmm. Didn't spot that. I wonder what that means. He asks, um, are we entitled to complain on day one? Answer, yes. And do you think this will have an effect on future Sony games coming to PC? Uh, I would hope so. I mean, <laughs> what do you think it will affect them is in they won't come to PC? or and, I, Well, I just hope that they will learn from it uh, and um, that the next game, because we all want ghosts of Tsushima, don't we? Mm. Um, uh, yeah, we hope that that's, that's treated with the respect it deserves. All right, there's another letter in the Discord. This is from Drew. Uh, Drew writes, Dear team and Anbot 2.0 and SSG, question mark. A bit of a pointed question mark there, I think. I was interested to hear that one of Split Second's developers blamed the lack of market success on it being released the same week as Red Dead Redemption. While this no doubt did not help, I was always of the understanding that the main issue was that it released just one week ahead of the Activision-published Combat Arcade Racer Blur. While it's likely that a lot of customers had room in their collection for a cowboy simulator and a combative racing game, fewer likely had room for two combative races, leaving Split Second and Blur to cannibalise one another's sales. I have often read that the two, be- the two being, anecdotally at least, jointly associated with the death knell of the arcade racer. Other than Forza Horizon series, arcade racers only seem to thrive as outrun-inspired indies. I should probably link this to a question. So which dormant genre would you like to see return in popularity? For me, it would be the movie tie-in with a different game style for each level. Toodle pit. Drew. Uh, that's a great... I, I agree with you. It's a shame <laughs> It's a shame that we don't see movie tie-ins anymore because um, mm. uh, some of them were good. Somebody, um, a PC gamer did rediscovered the old Batman Returns PC uh, game, which was a, uh, a, which was a, a detective game back in the day as opposed to the old sort of ocean fighting and driving and slidey puzzles type game uh, which was lots of fun and um you know robocop 3 that treated the license very differently so yeah um shame we don't get any of those anymore uh so 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 what's the implication there is that is that that because the two of them came out so so close to each other neither sold mm. as well as expected and therefore wiped it out because you because you can't buy blur anymore can you it's been delisted that's that's how that's how much it failed or, or <laughs> awesome license expired. But that is interesting. You can imagine people drawing the assumption from the sort of low sales of both that cannibalize each other's uh, that these games don't sell anymore. And yeah, I can't think of a of a big budget arcade racer uh, made recently. Can you? No, I'm I'm just, I'm still enjoying split because split second. So there's no need mm. for one. <laughs> it's a, it's about three pounds, or it, or, it, or it was um, when I bought it. One of the things 
that I uh, miss. I when when we were at um, GDC, we were walking around the expo hall. Uh, I heard that familiar clack 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 of light gun games. Uh, there was a peripheral manufacturer with a VR light gun uh, in in one stand at the hall. Uh, and yeah, it may, really, really did make me miss uh, Point Blank, uh, like one of my favourite games, and just that kind of genre um, as well. Uh, which reminded me, Simon, weren't you going to get a Sindon light gun? And did that ever happen? <sighs> the problem with the Sindon light guns is that you can't order them today and have them tomorrow. Ah. Uh, and I also think uh, it requires some setting up, which is probably beyond me. Mm. Uh, I do want one. Yeah, so do I. Well, Maybe let's we well, get, well, let's get, get Mister Sindon on the show. <laughs> exactly. just, just drop a a little hint in there. Yeah, see what we can do. Okay, that's the end of the letters. Uh, if you have anything you'd like us to read out on One Life Left, Britain's favourite video game radio show, uh, then you can do that by emailing team at onelifeleft.com or dropping a note in the One Life Left Discord. As long as it's not too long. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're also a uh, podcast which you can find at www.onelifeleft.com. Like and subscribe. Simon, this is the any other business portion of the show. Unless you've got a 12-minute review of Far Cry 3, uh, we should talk about Worcester. Uh, how was it? Wazd. Uh, yes, so it's moved venues. So Wazd is the... Uh, London's gaming event, born out, I think, of um, Rezzed, which was like the more indie-style show uh, that used to take place at Tobacco Dock. Uh, This is um, run by the team that founded Rezzed, uh, isn't called Rezzed, um, had Sony there, so um, it's no longer exclusively indie, although Sony and Nintendo, I think, have been at rest before but yes it was um crammed into the truman brewery in uh, east london um and i have to say steve you know i was surprised by south london when i visited your residence i thought this is quite nice east london's really nice as well these days should move um, back should move back um so yes it's um it took place uh, uh Within some interconnecting rooms, uh, there was lots of stuff there. It was nice to see people. Uh, we were exhibiting Plate Up, um, which is available now, and Beyond the Long Night, which comes out a week on Monday, April the 17th. Um, so we were there working all three days. We were right next to Devolver, who were really cool. They had... Um, they just had lots of fun on their stand, and they were and they were selling jack cool jackets that I'm definitely too old to wear, um, and too tight to buy as well, actually. Um, but yeah, it was good. Um, lots of games on display. What did I? Um, I saw the Vampire Survivors guys before they won their BAFTA, and I had a picture taken with them <laughs> coming out of the Premier Inn hub, which is the which is the small version of the Premier Inns, where you stay effectively in um, little capsules. They're all there in their Vampire Survivors capsules um, on the way to the BAFTAs. Um, I played a fair number of games, the names of all of which escaped me. I played Paper Trail. I played uh, Sentry, Gary's new game. That was very good. 
Um, I saw Mike Bithell. Um, He's very saw, handsome. He's good saw, looking. He, well, he was. I'd, I'd be. I'd be straight. And I did tell him this. He was less handsome at WASD. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I said. Um, I said, well, were you out late last night? He said, no, I was just watching John Wick. <laughs> said, yeah, of course, of course you were, Mike. Um, so uh, that was good. I didn't get to go on PlayStation VR, but I did see people playing, and it does look good, Steve. It does look mm. good. Um, I saw Tony Gowland, um, who's launching Dungeon Golf at some point. Uh, that was good. Um, the, yeah, so I very much enjoyed it. Lots of games to see. The only thing, the only room for improvement, I think, is that they had loads of food, uh, uh, not trucks, because uh, but food stalls um, within an enclosed space. And so the press office really did smell of meat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did. I did an interview for AFP. Steve, I was on the uh, Associated French Press News. Oh wow! Um, I haven't seen that, and I don't really want to see it because I'm sure did I talked a load of nonsense. Do you speak a little French? And uh, petit peu, Steve. Oh, petit peu. Oh, oh, oh. Very good. <laughs> did you see on our Discord uh, someone was getting French adverts in our? Right. Podcast. Well, maybe they'll get more now. Mm. Um, that was good. The industry party was really good, actually. For, normally, these things are not. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bar lasted all night, and I bumped into lots of people that I hadn't seen for ages. And I remember very little about uh, what I said to them, but I did not wake up with any regrets. Well, thanks for the invite, Simon. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, I think anybody could have been in. Well, actually, you're welcome. I was flyered by somebody who works with you in the queue for the party, <laughs> which annoyed me. We like, give me stuff that Steve does in his day job. I know what he does. I don't need leaflets. She was very good, though. Very good. Very persistent. Um, good. Well, I am. Uh, I'm pleased to hear you had a good time. Uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll pop along next year. It's in my it's in my city. And go. I was I was annoyed, Simon. I thought we had an agreement. If I come to Hitchin, I tell you about it. Right. Did you not know about it then? You come to London, don't tell me. I knew about it, but you know. I don't mean going to the event, I mean seeing you. Oh, I see. Yeah. I well, wow. I mean I, I was I was I was working that. I mean I was I was looking after the guys, it was nice. That's what I had to do. Mm, I understand. Um, I understand, so, but we're yeah. family, Simon. We're we four- are family. We're a four-zelda household, so... Um, Right, talking of which, time for the reviews. Simon, I've played very little. Uh, I've been working on my game still. uh, Rebranded from Scriddle to... uh, What's it called now? Can't remember. Very bad rebrand. It's called Sightword. (laughs) Steekurren.com slash Sideword. And it's still quite good. Nice little word game. And I've been also working on another secret project in my spare time rather than playing games. I did find some time uh, to have a little go on the game that currently... uh, I say currently, it's no longer there. Okay. Uh, It was at the top of itch last time I looked at it and now it's gone so I'm going to have to search for it I can't find it you review your Far Cry Not 3 game for a second and I'll well you know previous listeners will know I'm making my way through the game I've got further than I had done last time before Dexter wiped my save Faith is dead Stee right first I'm time to hear that. actually uh, no it's good news okay um, so I'm into I'm the third to hear that 
<laughs> into the third third area getting quite close to the end of that it's just great it's just yeah it's still still good i'm still massively overpowered with my gunship so i'm just cruising the skies looking for settlements and now it's rb two uh, two bursts of rockets take the alarms out and then um yeah all good i i will finish it this week but i i because i do want to play uh dredge um, I'll tell you how much I want to play it, Steve, because I said to Meg at Team 17, well, first of all, I said to Simon at Team 17, I said, oh, um, Dredge is coming out, I see. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> so I said, okay. So I moved on, I moved from Simon <laughs> to Meg. And I said, um, I see Dredge is out later. Good luck with that. And she said, yeah. And um, I said, yeah, I'm uh, really looking forward to it. She went, I said, um, doesn't really got any, co- any codes of you. And she went, she just sort of did that face of Phil did, like she'd just been drinking some orange <laughs> and, then, and then I went, oh, I should buy it then, shouldn't I? She went, yeah, I think you should, Simon. <laughs> <gasps> so I bought it. Well, that's why you... I, was I haven't say, played over... Aggressively, t- I, but you added her on Twitter, I saw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I haven't played over two hours yet, so <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Still got uh, ten days to think about it. It does look good, though. It looks like it's doing very well. Okay, so good. Um, so I found the game that I I briefly played, which is on the front of itch when I looked. It's called Farmula Grain Pre. Have you heard of it? No, but I, I think I can I can imagine yeah. what it is. So I was going to say, what do you think Farmula Grain Pre is? It's uh, it's, it's racing, it. racing with farm animals, isn't it? No, it's not. What? No. Well, it should be quick. Make that. It should be quick. Well, uh, so it's top down, top down racer where you race a tractor around. You know those sort of games that are prevalent in the kind of 16-bit era? Top-down racers around a tractor on the screen. Exactly, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, so that, but with a tractor. And as you race around, you plough the field. And Shut you, up! And, you, you know, you've got to outrun style, get to the line in the right time to get a time bonus. On your second lap, Simon, you can pull over into the pit. Guess what? You change into a vehicle that can sow the field you've just ploughed. Third one... You drop water on it. Although, Simon, if it's rained, you don't have to do that. Fourth right. one, you harvest your crops. Wow. And each round, you then sell your crops and make money, and then you keep racing around. I thought it was a brilliant idea. Like, really clever. And what really excited me was it's it's a, <laughs> a bit like the, the way the name inspired you to think of a completely different game. This feels like a... A mashup that someone's just like pulled a couple of levers and it's gone. All right, what would be a farming game with a 16-bit arcade racer? How would that work? And it's produced something that I've never seen before. And there are hundreds of different genres you could smoosh together like that. Uh, it makes me want to do it. So I'm going to go back to that game, play it some more. But mostly, I want to make my own uh, hybrid thing. Seven out of ten. The um. The wire that's dropped in front of your webcam um, did for a moment make it look like a lens flare. And I thought it was in like a Michael Bay style movie. What is it? It's not a wire. It's, um, it's a, it is a lens flare. Oh, it wow. is a lens flare. Look go. at that. Oh, goodness me, you're cool, aren't you? Very cool. That's what it's like in London, Simon. Is it? <laughs> it's really cool. It's really cool, but the problem is we all, all of our homes smell of meat all the time. <laughs> Good, um, been a fun show. Yes, we've got about a minute to kill. Anything uh, else? So we, what we don't know is whether we're going to be back next week, do we? 
We're not sure about that. We're going to consult with residents and find out whether they celebrate Easter or not. Uh, How will um, you be celebrating it, Steve? If we don't, if, if we don't hear from you next week, uh, I will be going to a park and doing an Easter egg hunt. Uh, it's completely fine. It is completely fine saying that. Absolutely fine. Go on, man. What you'll be doing an Easter egg hunt? <laughs> I will be doing a search. <laughs> <laughs> search for egg shape I think I think Dex has grown out of that now I'm so sorry to hear that well you can go there's nothing stopping you going you play video games Simon no I oh, mean man. saying that saying that those two words together oh in front right of his teachers. okay yes okay. we haven't though have we no we're still here uh, there's a Marioki on the third Saturday of the month so that's uh, a couple of weeks away please come to that tickets are available now if you don't know where go to hello.mario.ke we're also going to be playing Reboot uh, in a few weeks which Simon I know you're going to say you can't go but you really should go to okay see you there okay alright uh, until next week or the week after we have been one life left and I've had a really nice time Good. Me too, and me Bye. too. Bye. <laughs>